Welcome to Cancelled. We are about three quarters of the way through what is quickly becoming one of my favorite TV shows, 1996's Weird as Fuck Profit. Uh, Carlton Wilcoxon is here. Carlton, how are you liking Profit? Oh, man. Uh, this thing is, is nuts. Uh, <laughs> this thing is nuts, to say the least. I don't know. I don't even know. By the time I got done with the last episode, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> what, what is going on? I will also say, like... I, 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 but when I say one of my new favorite shows, like it's, I'm having the most fun watching this than I've had watching something in a long time. That is to not say that it is not without its problems because yeah. there's a lot of shit that doesn't make sense, but the rest of it is so much fun that I don't care. Oh man, man, this, uh, yeah, the profit, profits, profits, profits going places that I, I, I keep thinking that I'm going to, fi- we're going to find an episode that's going to be. Uh, I don't know, unoriginal, not easy. It would go somewhere that's in a normal place, and it never does. Yeah. It never does. I also keep expecting him to, like, hit bottom and do some really, like, oh, that's almost too much. Never no, happens. he keeps doing worse shit, <laughs> and it's fine. Like, I'm always okay <laughs> with it. Um, let's just jump into these episodes. Episode five. Uh, oh, Okay, so... In one of the weirder, <laughs> one of my my uh, uh, earliest problems while watching these two episodes, mm-hmm. they uh, the CEO Chaz brings uh, Profit and the security lady to his office, and he's yeah. like, "We're getting to the bottom of this." Uh, I'm hearing a lot of rumors, and at first I was like, "It's somehow because like, it, it felt like a sexual harassment conversation." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it was really serious. It was very, yeah. but it was also like, "You two, you know, I don't, I don't like having conflict on my team or whatever." Um, at one point, he literally does say, I think it may be later in the episode, but he goes like, I don't like fighting battles inside this building. The enemies are out there. <laughs> enemies? You own, <laughs> you own a baby food company. What are you talking about? Like, uh, But he sits he him down, and he's basically he's like, so, uh, I don't like hearing that one, the, one of my vice presidents or whatever uh, murdered his father and framed one of my other employees or something. And uh, but casually. he says it very casually. So I was casually. Say. He is he's not really that upset. He's like, mm, I'm mad that I'm hearing about this. Not that it happened or could possibly happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's very. Pro- it's like a very. Po- it's fifty fifty. It's either this man's a murderer or he's not. And he's like, well, here's we're gonna get to the bottom of this. You're both taking lie detectors. Yeah, and, why uh, lie detectors? You should call the police. Yeah, there's a murder. <laughs> this isn't like embezzlement, right? Yeah. This isn't like somebody stole some files or whatever. Call the police. Get him out of there. What are we doing? <laughs> lie detector tests. We're not doing Jerry Springer uh, solutions. Yeah, this is hitting murder. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Also, the funniest shit to me about the lie detector test is like a few days go by and and uh, profits doing his machinations and shit. We'll get into it. But then like. A few days pass, and he goes like, he sees uh, and the CEO sees profit, and they have a little exchange, and he goes, "Well, we'll find out one or the other next week." That seems like a <laughs> lot of time in between yeah, like, the announcing the lie detector and when it's like two weeks apart. It's like that feels like you own a major company; you can't get somebody in there today. I'm like, saying it's insane. Yeah, what is happening? How busy are they? <laughs> yeah. Oh man! That, so that's crazy. That was crazy. That was crazy. And then just there was no transition. It was just like profit talks, and you get all the information about yes, uh, security lady likes to see like a therapist to talk out all of our problems, and here he is. And yeah, 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 yeah. Then we just in there, and he's having a perfectly reasonable therapist conversation with her, and it's like, um, 
why are you so obsessed with making sure Prophet pays for these crimes? And she says, I don't want to live in a world where he gets away with it. And he goes, he says basically like, you know what, you're not wrong. Like, we shouldn't live in a world where he gets away with it. But what if we do? Like, how do you process that? And she's like, well, maybe I just go as crazy as the rest of my family. Because we know her sister's crazy. Then, so I'm watching this and I'm like, ooh, I wonder how he's going to turn therapy against her. Because he's watching or whatever, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. So this could be interesting. And it's so blunt and immediate. He just walks into the office because he, and like he had made an appointment under a different name. And he's like, actually, it's profit. By the way, you're fucking one of your, uh, (laughs) one of your patients. I bugged your office, by the way. It's so fast. It is like, wait. He says, it was months ago he says that he bugged, he's been bugging his office for months. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, I, I found out, that, I don't know, he found out from some sisters. Some, I don't know. Prophet just gets information whenever he wants to get information. Well, this at least makes sense. He got information because he just bugged the office. And then, like, he follows, here's what I figured out. He follows her because he's following her to get dirt on her. Yeah. Sees her go to this therapist's office, yeah. bugs the office. Yeah. And in the course of bugging, finds out that the, sec- the, the therapist is fucking one of his patients. And, uh... He's like, so you're going to do something for me um, or I'm going to report you and you're going to lose your job and your wife and everything. Classic I mean, prophet move, though. Always attack the relationship. Yeah, and absolutely. Times, always attack the relationship. Absolutely. That's the, that's the perfect blackmail situation. All right. What if your wife, your side chick, yeah, your, yeah, yeah. I don't know, your buddies find out who you're having sex with. Right. It's over for you. So he goes to this bookshelf. He's like, I want you to do something. It's already something you're familiar with. I like that he just knows where <laughs> the guy's book is on the shelf. He just immediately grabs it. He's like, chapter three, page 58. I like how uh, when he put the book on the back, showed the picture, the dude was wearing the same outfit. That's hilarious. He is 100% wearing the same outfit on his book jacket as he is in the office. He wears one outfit as a professional, and that's it. That's too funny. Uh, And what he wants, and it's so dumb. Like, this is the dumbest thing that's happened on this show, and it's still all right. Um, He wants the therapist to hypnotize. Uh, He wants to use hypnosis on the security lady, and he does. But what's... What's wild about it is, like, so he'll be, like, turns off this light in her eye that flashes to, like, put her under or whatever. And he starts telling her, like, you know, you're only going to remember what I want you to remember. And uh, you're you're becoming more and more obsessed with uh, profit. And you can't eat and you can't sleep. And he's trying to make her look hazard and, and crazy because he's going to have this lie detector test. Yeah. And uh, he's, this is happening. She's like, okay, okay, or whatever. And then it pans back and profit's just in the room the whole time. <laughs> but, obs- but ostensibly... She wasn't hypnotized when that started. He should. He would have to enter the room mid-hypnosis, but he never does. He's just always right there. The one time, he's just next to the couch yeah. she's sitting on. It's, and and f- for that to be chapter three, <laughs> where is the rest of the book going? <laughs> I, this guy's not a national bestseller, all right? This no, guy. I've never heard of him. <laughs> uh, so hypnosis is happening. And another storyline... Uh, Bobby, his mom or stepmom, mm-hmm. is uh, trying to work her way into Pete's pants. Yeah. At which point, uh, he sa- she says so- she's like they're kind of been drinking. She kind of throws herself at him, and he turns her down. Yeah. She shows up and is like, uh, she shows up a prophet's office, like he doesn't like girls. And I was like, Pete's not gay. Like for a second, I thought they were going to make Pete gay, and that's why his dick didn't work. And I was like, that's dumb. Uh, and it's not the case. But she followed him from that. She's like, when he turned me down, he's. Prophet's like maybe she's just not maybe you're just not his type and she's like I'm every man's type 
Are okay. you? Yeah, yeah. If, are you? Yeah. Uh, How are you every man's tight when you were just sleeping with Box Boy's dad yes, in the middle of Arkansas? That's, that's so crazy. <laughs> you would man. think she'd be some, like, in a city moving from rich guy to rich guy, whatever. No. Just this dude who lives in the woods with a kid in a box. He <laughs> can't have a bunch of money. She got, she inherited $30,000 or whatever when he died. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But what we find out is that, so she's like, so I followed him because I want to know what was up. And she follows him to a little seedy hotel outside of town where she is, where he is, where Pete is meeting with Sykes, the black lawyer that got introduced a couple episodes ago. And I was like, ooh, I was like, I was glad to see Sykes back. This is why diversity matters in the corporate workplace. <laughs> that investigation took one second. It was like, oh, the black guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is <laughs> it any research? Is it, <laughs> he the computer with the picture on it. it is it this guy guy? The, it's the only one we know. It was with the two other people before I got to, like, Sykes. Yeah, no. It's only, it's just only one black guy. You're like, was it, he's like, was it Michael Jordan? No. Then nope. was it him? There's only two black people I know. Uh, um, so, yeah. So, so, something's going on with Pete. And the black attorney. So I was like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. This is interesting. He's got to fight a war on two fronts, right? He's got to be looking out for Pete. He's got to be look, figuring out how to beat this lie detector test, mm-hmm. uh, which he knows immediately, by the way. Also, Gail is way too on his side at yeah. this point. She's into it. But I, actually, they're doing a thing there that I kind of like. So at one point, the uh, Pete's wife shows up mm-hmm. to the office. And he's like, oh, yeah, come in, come in. And she closes the door. And as soon as they close the door, Pete. His wife drops her jacket and she's naked. And she's like, "If you's like, I want you right now, or I'm gonna scream and never stop screaming or whatever." But Pete shows up a couple seconds later, yep. and uh, fucking Gail runs defense. Right? She's like, "Oh, you can't no, go in there. Don't do it." She don't, puts yeah. on the she puts on the speakerphone so that they can hear that Pete's outside. She's playing defense, completely unprovoked, and you know what I mean. Like she's just doing. She just has profits back, and I think it's maybe later in this episode. But it might be in the next one. I do. I don't remember. Yeah, you know, it's definitely the next one. It's definitely the next one. But at one point, she said, like, she's got to make a phone call and like drop some information in this guy's ear. Yeah. And uh, she's got this script and prophet sitting there, so he's doing for her. And then he says, like, you're getting really good at this. And there's the moment where she like smiles, like she's like, oh, I am getting good at this. And then she's like, wait a minute, I'm that's this bad. I shouldn't be getting good at this. <laughs> but I like that little bit of like she's she's into it. Like yeah. it kind of does explain a little bit my issue with Gail of like why is she just so like jumping in with both feet? It's because she kind of takes it a little bit a little bit i mean this is probably a way of moving up the the corporate corporate ladder real quick uh yeah that 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 whole scene um profit with uh pete's naked wife and then she puts her jacket back on and then she goes into a whole monologue of how uh she's dead inside and yeah yeah, yeah. She's, she's like as long as i stay happy outside and dead on the inside i can yeah. pretend but not can't pretend anymore and 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 is that because she's just not having sex because i don't think celibacy does that to a person I don't think. <laughs> it's driven her insane um i think it's supposed to be more an emotional unhappiness that she's lonely or whatever because pete's never there he's always running off at odd hours that's the other thing is he's pete is like running off at odd hours and pretend and like lying about where he's going that's kind of going between this episode and the next but is a faithful man but is a faithful man turned down bobby mm-hmm. also faithful by necessity yeah <laughs> thick, thick, thick don't work <laughs> um, erectile dysfunction the uh <laughs> the chastity belt of faithful man. uh so that's so all these different threads are kind of happening and <laughs> there's a moment so then Pete, uh, they they keep going back to hypnosis. There's like three hypnosis sessions. And the first one is the one where it's like you're hungry and you can't sleep. Then he comes back and he's like, I want you to 
to make her remember her father's suicide. And he's like, I won't do it. Uh, she's not ready for this. There's things about that day where she'll blame herself. Then we find yeah. about the day. I don't understand how she blamed herself, how she's supposed to yeah. blame herself at all, but whatever. Uh, but one line he says, the doctor goes to like, basically says like, I've met a whole lot of crazy people doing this job, but like nobody like you, where did you come from? And I was like, a box? I think he came yeah, from a box. Yeah, the box kid. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't hear about box kid? You didn't hear about that? I feel like um, I should have been, uh... So he's like, fine. He's like, I'm not gonna. He's like, I'm not doing it or whatever. So he does that one. Then he's like, you'll do it. And then he starts to do it and he kind of backs out. And then Prophet just does it, and which is so like he can just hypnotize people too. It's another list to add on the job list is Prophet. He's yeah, yeah. He had another skill set. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a hypnot. He's like a dirty hypnotist in a comedy club. So man, this is the craziest resume you could ever find on a person right here. Anything that includes hypnotism, uh, I don't what what I don't know what other crazy jobs he can have. I, this is Prophet. Prophet just knows everything. He knows things. He knows things. He has a, a limitless amount of money, which we'll find out again that comes up again in the next episode. Uh, but also, he can like he's pulling strings inside the company. So when he finds out that Pete and Sykes are up to something, and he assumes they're trying to take him down, they're coming mm-hmm. at him. He has a an audit called on uh, Sykes. And Sykes has a line that is yeah, bad, yeah, which is with trying to be black slang yeah, written by white people, yeah, where he's like, when I get banged on, I bang back hard. And I was like, what are you? <laughs> who are you fucking? What's happening? Yeah, it was like, no one talks like that. Uh, the other thing, there's another line that made me laugh so hard. So he, at one point, Prophet played, like, uh, when Prophet first tells the doctor about the, like, I know you're fucking your patient, you're going to do what, like, I tell you to do. And he's like, I'll never, I'll never harm a patient or whatever. And he, he goes, oh, can I use your computer for a second? And he dials in t- on his modem to the computer at home and plays an audio recording of the doctor fucking one of his patients. And the doctor, says, cause he says this multiple times, he goes, give it to me. <laughs> give it to me. Who's getting fucked? Like, it's, it's a woman. Clearly, because we hear the audio, but give it to me is a receptive, don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't kink shame them. Uh, no, let, 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 let the man peg. Let the man peg. Let the man peg, you know, on the on the company couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was that happening group. just in that office, by the way. Yeah, that's, 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 not, this whole, uh, this, uh, I, I don't know, well, yeah, the, the therapist thing, that goes almost zero to a hundred super fast. It jumps so <laughs> fast, because it goes from, all right, he's sleeping with his patients, which is a, a scumbag horrible thing manipulative you're taking bad advantage thing. of yep. someone's bad right it's bad but then we find out and i have problems with this too so eventually yep. he goes back and he tells the doctor that he's wants him he wants the doctor to uh commit uh the security lady to a mental institution and he's like i will never do that this has gone too far whatever and he goes really because by the way uh, you haven't just been fucking your one patient. You've been fucking like seven of your patients. And two of them said no, so you pumped them full of drugs and put them in a mental institution and then spent hours on the phone convincing them that you would never hit on them in the first place, that that was part of their psychosis. And he's got those phones recalls recorded too. And I was like, well, I don't understand how the doctor didn't know. And once he goes, I've been bugging your office for six months or whatever yeah. it was, and you've <laughs> clearly recorded everything. How did he not know? The doctor's just been pretending like, oh, maybe he doesn't know about all the other women I fucked in this office. I I I I, I don't even know. And then it just we just go from that storyline. <laughs> it's yeah. literally giving us all this information in two seconds, and we're just like, okay, this guy, this therapist dude is a true scumbag here. He's, he's, he's bad. And... <laughs> We are left not necessarily feeling bad for him. So 
well, let's uh, we'll get to how he kind of ends up, but yeah. he just goes along with it. He's like, fine, okay. He's like, I want you. He's like, here's a sedative. You've taken him before. He tells her, and then he's like, uh, I, there's no good way to say this. You need to be hospitalized. You're run down because you're not sleeping. You're obsessed. The stress, all this stuff. You got to be hospitalized. And uh, she's like, I don't know. I'm not doing that. I have this meeting. She's supposed to give some speech at some point too, which mm-hmm. I was like. Why? <laughs> you're a security lady. I don't understand why you're giving speeches. Um, but she fucking she cancels that because she's all fucked up. And uh, also, she it's such a, it, it was so weirdly written. But this guy comes into her office at one point while she's all like sleepy and like she not she throws her food on the ground or whatever. And he's like, I can't find the Hederson reports or whatever. Uh, and she's like, huh? Yeah, aren't they on the computer? And he's like, they're not. And I don't know where they are. And I need them. And she goes, weren't they in a red folder? <laughs> I was like, well, that's going to fucking come into play, yeah, I right, guess. red folder. Uh, and because the Prophet's office, he's got the red folder. Later on, we see Prophet giving the red folder back to him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he stole it. Don't you get it? He stole it. And they're like, he found it behind a Xerox machine. You sound like a crazy person. So he's yeah. trying to set her up look crazy. All of a sudden, she goes missing. Nobody in the office knows where she is. Well, Prophet does know where she is. She's been put in this fucking mental institution. He just finds this out. Uh, also, he didn't find it out. He set it up. Well, He's he the one that did it. Yeah. But uh, when 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 they had the whole red folder debacle, it just happens that uh, the Chaz, the main, the big boss guy, happens just to be there, and he pretty much just takes the side of Prophet on like a bitches be, be crazy kind of kind of kind of just like yeah, no, what's wrong with her he says to a little boy and it's like you know well you know okay so you don't know who's what right mm-hmm. but you know her argument is that he does all this crazy shit and makes every and frames other people who look bad so like there's no part of you that <laughs> goes maybe there's nothing um so yeah so that happens then she gets put in a mental institution and eventually Prophet goes there she wakes up, sees him. She's all startled. She screams, like, what's going on? She's like, look, I'm, get, I'm here to get you out of here. Mm-hmm. And says, and apparently what he has done now is sent all that information to the news, the wife, and the, and the psychology board, yep. and the police. So she, he's uh, about the doctor. Yeah. Uh, and how the doctor drugged and put people in these mental institutions. Yep. He's got evidence. He sent all the evidence. So he's guilty. And she's like, the doctor did this to you. I'm here to get you out. And she's like, why? Why would you help me or whatever? And he says... He says, I know we butt heads, but I still care about you. What? Yeah, when did you care weird, about that's her? That's a weird line. That's a weird line when we know you don't, <laughs> and she knows you don't, which is why I'm so confused as to why she immediately believes him. Because of me, like she's got, yeah, she's got the evidence that this guy did this horrible thing, right? Yes. But when the doctor then shows up in the same outfit and is like, uh, look, I need to tell you, you know, Prophet forced my hand. He made. He was blackmailing me to make me do all this stuff. She like doesn't really believe the doctor, and I was like, "What? You know that you're just the CEO at this point. You know this is what he does. It's just so weird." Jesus. And the doctor has a terrible line where he's like, "I may not be a good man, but I was a good doctor." No, you aren't. You fucked your patients. Yeah, yeah, you fucked your, your patients. patients. He drugged, drugged them and put them put them mental institutions. Also, if this is out in the news, why is he not in jail? Like, why is he? That's so weird too. He even <laughs> says at one point, like, if I because uh, the police are on him, like, whatever. And he goes, "If the police knew I was here, they'd add another three years to my sentence." You've been sentenced. What's <laughs> happening? Yeah, hey, you're, you're skipping bail right now. It's, it's crazy. Um, but she basically he basically tells her that you know he's like, "Yes, I did all this horrible shit." And at one point, she says to him, like, uh, she goes. That stuff you did to them, were you going to do that to me eventually or whatever? And he's like, I don't know. 
And then it, it's played almost for like sympathy. But I'm like, no, no you're, no, a, yeah, you're yeah, a monster. Yeah, shoot this man. Yeah, she's got a gun on him, by yeah. the way, when he shows up, which is the one thing I like yeah. is that she immediately is like, oh, no, fuck this dude. I'm not, I'm not playing. Gun time. Um, so that I kind of liked, but yeah, he said. Then he does say though that line is funny because he goes, uh, "I might not have been a good man. I might not be a good man, but I was a good doctor." And there's like a pause, and he goes, "To, to you. you, yeah." And so he's like, <laughs> "Not you. those other women. I was horrible. I was a bad doctor. <laughs> them. To you, I was a good doctor." Uh, Prophet gets his Gale to pick him up some carpet tacks and bandages, and he uh, puts them in his shoe mm-hmm. because if you step on a tack during a lie detector, it throws off the lie detector. Because lie detectors aren't, as they say in the voiceover, they don't detect lies. They detect the reaction your body has when you're talking, and it's, it's an interpretation or whatever. So they both passed their they both passed their fucking uh, lie detector test. So nobody. So we're no we're no closer than we were at the beginning of the episode. Well, it means that somebody. That means that the uh, security lady saw him commit a murder. Does it? One. What it means is one of them is beating the lie detector. Yeah. So who? Mm. Right. It could be her. Right. And she's like was in the military. Maybe she's got the training to do that. Mm. Like all they know is that one of them is lying. They just don't know which one. And Jim Prophet, the well-timed, charismatic businessman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who just. I don't know, started three months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It showed up out of nowhere um, with his weird stepmom, uh, who, by the way, is just, in the next episode, just killing it. Yeah. Just killing it. Um, but, yeah, so this episode ends with that, and he, the CEO basically tells them, like, uh, goes to security, he's like, I don't want you spending wasting another moment of company time on anything related to Jim Profit until I tell you specifically to do that. You stay away from him, and you don't go to her house, don't go to her office, stay away from each other. I don't want this bullshit going on or whatever. Uh, <laughs> which is just weird. Yeah. And then he says something, the Prophet says something to her like, uh, he's like, I, I hope maybe we can both be friends or whatever. And she's like, maybe if you got a soul or I got a lobotomy. And I was like, what? Right, what? I don't, yeah, those are two yeah. very different things. This, um, this is a running, this is the running joke of a uh, prophet of maybe you have a soul. Everybody brings up like, Concha, yeah, soul, he's yeah. like, yeah. Oh, it's, it's like, since you, in the next episode, Sykes is like, uh, it's interesting. You say conscience since you obviously don't have one or whatever. Uh, Good episode ends with a weird motivational speech from Prophet voiceover where he's walking around his apartment naked and he's like, people have to work hard to achieve their dreams or something. And that he's, he's like, and then you hear those last sweet words. Good night. And he crawls into his box and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, I kind of want to at some point just make like a super cut of all his weird motivational speeches because there's a lot of them. Mm. Um, but I like this episode. <laughs> I thought it was good. I like that it's reintroducing Sykes. Yeah. There's a, I, it also kind of is putting security lady on the back burner for a second. There's like a, like they're doing good about keeping a lot of plates spinning. Yeah. They, they, I mean, there's a lot of characters, but they kind of manage them really well. And they keep the running mystery of what is Sykes doing with Pete. Yeah. We've introduced like a whole new mystery, which yeah. is good. Also, uh, I do like that dude who's in jail. His ass is in jail. They yeah, they have care. stopped even trying <laughs> to like like security woman is not doing any research. She's not trying to help. She's just like yeah no it's fine. No he's fine. He's, he's in there for life. <laughs> yeah, life right? Isn't <laughs> yeah. it twenty five years or some shit? Um, so we get the next episode. It's called Cupid, and uh, it opens with this woman. He's in a, it opens with Prophet in a parking garage, and he's like, it's real dangerous out there for a single woman in the big city or whatever. And you see him put something on a, like, 
he's hanging like a flyer, but we can't see what it is. And then a woman comes downstairs, and he's like, that's Anna so-and-so, whatever her dumb name is. And yeah. she's real scared since her husband left, and she's out in the big world by herself. Also, she's been the victim of a of a string or whatever of romantic terror is the words he uses. And then he proceeds to describe what that means. And, and I was like, oh, she's just been like bad dates or there's some aggressive guy. No. It's a dude's like, she's like, he's like window <laughs> smashed, blood on her car. Like horrific, violent, terrifying shit. Nothing romantic about Nothing it. Nothing romantic about <laughs> it. I did not, that's some incel shit. That is a very uncomfortable, why are you trying to euphemism fucking, uh, stalking <laughs> so that she comes down a court she comes down the stairs and we get we finally see the flyer from her uh, perspective and mm-hmm. it's like this door is closed or whatever you got to go the other way and basically he's doing that to corral her into this guy who's like stalking her essentially yeah and at first i couldn't tell like is he just stalking her did he hire somebody to stalk her there's a few like because we see him eventually we see someone eventually in a ski mask who attacks her but then what's also oh there's so many reveals in this episode of who's yeah. stalking who that's kind of great um so that's happening and then somebody breaks we find out that basically she is on either side of a separationist from in this marriage the two of them both jointly own some company that g and g wants to purchase yep but the, f- the husband is refusing to sign the documents because he wants to, them to get back together and he's like desperate or whatever and she's like this ray you're like painting i'm gonna kill you bitch on my mirror and lipstick or whatever like i'm not i don't want to work with you we've got to get this over with uh so that's happening uh and we've got uh prophet is sort of working with the wife and sykes and pete are working with the husband yeah, and the deal was supposed to be done when they walked into the Yeah, gym. they're walking to this meeting, and it's supposed to be the day, and then the husband's like, I'm not doing, like, I can't do it, I still love you, blah, 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 and uh, he's, I did laugh when he goes, uh, he's like, I can't sign this, and Pete's like, oh, I have a pen, like, it's just like, it's not, <laughs> yeah. let's just, let's just bully past problem. this, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not a problem, uh, and, Ch- and the CEO, Chaz, goes like, uh, our personal relationships are much more important than our business relationships. And uh, why don't you two guys figure you have to work this out? And if it doesn't work out, then I guess it wasn't meant to be. And then it cuts to him in his office, and he throws a fucking rock what glass the, at his what, brother. What, yeah, what the fuck is this? Smashes the glass at his, at his brother's head and shit. Threatening all the jobs. Yeah, everybody. If they don't sign by fucking Friday, because he put he announced it in some like quarterly projections or something, and the stock has gone up three bucks on that. Also. The company they appear to own is a bar. Yeah. So, like, how is this going in the monthly projections and raising the stock price $3 on your giant corporation? Also, what do they just – they just own anything, huh? Yeah. They own a baby food company, a nightclub. Boys and – A poison manufacturing (laughs) outfit. They own it all. G&G is trying to take over the world. This was was before Apple. Yeah, some Monsanto shit. (laughs) Uh, So that's happening. Meanwhile, uh, the mom, Betty, is like, I think I've got me a new man lined up. And if I do, he's going to spell trouble for you, Jim Prophet or whatever. And it's the CEO. She's going to try to fucking hoodwink the CEO. Yeah, put the moves on him. She does this by hiring some goon to beat him up in a parking garage while she's there. Uh, 
in that moment, I like it too. So she comes downstairs. We see this guy walk up to this guy's car and go, hey, are you Chaz Soever's driver? Chaz Gage's driver? And the guy's like, yeah. And he knocks him unconscious, takes the car. And then it cuts to Chaz, the CEO, standing there. And he's like kind of looking around. He's confused as to where his car is because it's never late because he's the CEO. Mm-hmm. And he just picks up a phone. Like he hasn't has just died, even dying. He just picks it up, puts it back to his ear and just goes, find out what happened to my car. And then puts the phone down. And I was like, <laughs> what was that transaction? <laughs> it's totally, I feel like that phone's full of candy. Like it's not even a real phone. Uh and At which point she comes downstairs. She's like, oh, hey, I, you know, I decorated your brother's office. Hell, oh, hi, how are you? And then this guy pulls up in his car, gets out, beats him up, says, like, give me your wallet. Well, beats uh, him up a little bit. Beats him up a little bit and looks at her, and then she's like, oh, beat him up some more. Yeah, come, come on, on you got to fuck him up. Uh, <laughs> which she does. And then she pulls out a pistol, shoots it in the air, and chases the guy off. And then he's, you know, she's, he's his... Uh, so, uh, she's the hero, and he's so grateful, or whatever. Yeah. So Bobby's making a play, making a dirty play at the uh, at the head boss Chaz here is, and did she? I mean, I get her play, but like her long term plan was it was it eventually to go to his office and drug the man? Yes, one hundred percent. So she she shows up. I have a bunch of issues with this scene. Is, so this, she, is this what she meant when she's everybody's type that she just like make it? Yeah, everyone <laughs> loves opiates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't you can't turn them down. So she goes to his office and Prophet's in there, and he goes, "I think you know Jim Prophet." And mm. Prophet plays it smart. She goes, "Oh right, Betty, how are you? It's good to see you again." And she plays it so sarcastic. She's like, "Oh sure, Pro- Jim Prophet, I, I barely know you." And it's like, shouldn't a CEO be like? Hey, wait a minute. You guys, do you know him? I don't understand. Like, you're clearly like, it's such a weird delivery that even Prophet's like, hey, 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 what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you're trying to blow the cover right it's now. It's so dumb. Uh, and he asks, you know, she sees how he's doing. He's fucking in pain. So he's, you know, probably got some broken ribs or whatever. And he's like, she's like, do you take any of your painkillers? And he goes, oh, I don't take those things. They just, you know, they prolong the healing process. This is not true. Yeah, what? Uh, um, and she goes, yeah, though, these things are terrible for you. She goes, you mind if I throw these away? But she's, pocket some uh throws the rest in the trash and then she's like i do keep uh, she's like i never take any drugs whatsoever which i love because she's a wild junkie but she says like i do keep some she says some word i don't know levy lavin something whatever no laddies she keeps some of these like she's like it's all organic perfectly healthy and he's like oh i don't believe in those i don't believe in that shit either and he's she's like i'll oh, just do it for me uh and he so he takes one and she's like she leaves and then he comes back and the guy's like Man, I could barely, I could barely put my jacket on this morning. I feel great. That should be. Thank you so much for that pill. And I was like, well, those are oxycontins. How do you, you think it worked that well? This bullshit. That's a red flag. Like who? I I mean, look, I'm not saying that their relationship for saving somebody's life isn't uh, at a great level. But man, just taking drugs from just a stranger's purse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're in like a little red pouch. Yeah. They're not even in a bottle. Yeah, they're just in like a velvet pouch. At least try to read something on it or like look at it. He's like, no, oh, yeah, I'll take it. Oh, you've <laughs> never gotten a pill from somebody and like or found it and been like, well, I got to Google this number to scratch into this pill. <laughs> Go to that pill finder website and see if this is a fun one or a garbage one. Of course. Um, so he's like, oh, she's like, you take take them whenever you feel the need or whatever. And then as they're leaving, she's like, he's she and a prophet are walking down like the garage stairs. She takes the, the pills she stole out of his pocket. He's like, oh man, he got some good pharmaceuticals. Throws a couple pills down her face, and he's like, what were in those pills you gave him? And she says, uh, mint and something to make the breath sweet, and codeine and morphine <laughs> to make the the mind like melt melt or something. Make the yeah, mind yeah, melt. yeah. So now he's just, and it's so funny too because like. 
he's just now wild pilled out because he's just popping morphine and codeine, right? Yeah. So at one point, Pete and uh, Prophet are in their office, and Pete's like, Hold, uh, t- something going on. It doesn't even matter, but he turns around to check some for some paperwork. Yep. And uh, we get the voiceover Prophet going, oh, Pete's drinking again. This is weird because his wife had said he had stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. He's like, She's like, you know, when you live with somebody like Pete, you count bottles and see how fast they go down. But he hasn't been drinking, at least not around me. So now Pete's like muscle up hair. He's acting drunk. And then uh, when he turns around, Prophet sticks his finger in his glass of brown water, liquid. It's fucking iced tea. Yeah. He's pretending to be an alcoholic. And he profits like, for how long has this been going on? Has he ever really been drunk? I like it. I like it. I, I like it. it. I like that move. That's how Pete was introduced to us when he first came in. He was a drunk guy going crazy. And like out. to be sort of underestimate, like you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, oh, he's just a drunk. We, you can kind of manipulate him and put him where you want him. And Maybe he was not easy. the case. Yeah. He was easy manipulated when we got him to go to beat up his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> over his wife and punch him in the face. So it, Pete seemed like he was kind of out of it. Like he's just like a side character. But now Pete's got some depth and he's got some motives. Yeah, yeah. I like it. He's got, there's more to Pete to me see eye. Mm-hmm. So while this is happening, the brother, CEO, Chaz, walks in and he's just all pilled out. He just walks up to his brother and uh, he's just like it's really staring at him all stern, and then he just hugs him. and He's like, "I love you, man. I just, I just love you, man." And then just walks away. And I was like, "That is a very broad bit of comedy for this show. Yeah. This show doesn't have like big, giant, goofy comedy, and that's what that says because that's literally he's just pilled out and wandering around the building, which is very funny to me. Nice bright spot, man. Show love, take drugs." So the stalking of this woman is getting worse. Yeah. Someone shows up at her house with like some sort of ornamental hatchet. It looks like it's like <laughs> very ornate hatchet. Uh, like smashes the window. She's stabbing at him with a knife. And at first, I was like, "Oh, Jim's doing that. Prophet's doing that." But then we see that guy run one way, and then we see Prophet outside. So it's like, "Oh, Prophet just sort of maybe arranged this." Mm-hmm. Uh, and the question is, she thinks it's Ray, the husband. We yeah. don't know who's under the ski mask the whole time. And Ray keeps saying it's not him. Uh, but Ray looks like a domestic abuser, like like a police sketch of it. Like if if you called Central Casting and were like, we need a domestic abuser, they'd send you the guy who plays Ray because he looks like he beats his wife. And he's, and he's acting pretty obsessive about his wife. He's like, a, Yes, he's very it's, creepy. It's, it's not a matter of, hey, like we're broken up and I'm just kind of heartbroken. It's like, no. I need you know, my she wife. She needs to be back, like, possessive, right? Yeah. And then Sykes at one point tells her, like, you got to give her space. And he's like, well, when I gave her space, this creepy guy showed up and started harassing her. So maybe I shouldn't give her space. And it's like, like, no, uh... you should probably give her space. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, like, uh, the only thing you can do is let go. And he's like, oh, I'm not very good at that. And it's like, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, you're probably yeah, not. Yeah, you got to. Also, when the brother, uh, the other thing I forgot about the scene with the brother on pills, when he shows up right before he walks into the office, uh, Pete says, like, oh, we should get it over to my brother, Mr. Toadhead. And then they turn over, and he's standing right there. I don't know what Mr. Toadhead means, but you're supposed to play like, oh, he heard you call him Toadhead, and he's all mad. And then he goes, I love you. Um, but a- I didn't know what Toadhead meant. I'm going to guess genital warts. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that There's makes a lot sense. of fucking. Mr. Toadhead has been cheating for a long time. So then... Pete, uh, at one point, Prophet goes to the mother, and he's like, I need to know who you hired to beat up 
Chaz because you're fucking sloppy. You're going to get caught. I need to clean up your fucking mess all the time. And she's like kind of gives him shit. But then he threatens her. He grabs her by the neck and he's like, you're going to tell me what what he is and I'm going to clean this up or I'm going to turn you over to the police myself and we'll both take our chances or whatever. And her response, as it always is to being threatened, is like, hey, you want to fuck? Like immediately. It, she, yeah. I like that she's at least consistent with that because every time he threatens her, she's like, oh, you have time for a quickie? It's weird. Uh, yeah, and also she always throws in a line about spanking. Or yeah, to one point she took his belt off, and it was either this episode or the previous one I don't remember. And she's like threatening him with this with a spanking real hard. Um, Classic incest relationship that you yeah. see. In, in, yeah, it's a yeah. loving, it's a loving incestual yeah. relationship. Uh, um, the at one point, Gail, the secretary, gets a phone call that. Uh, Ray, the divorced husband or separated husband who may or may not be a stalker, is sending flowers to the wife. Mm -hmm. It's like an apology or something. And Prophet goes, add $500 worth more of, uh, more worth of flowers and this card, uh, stay or go, I'll always love you, Ray, whatever. And Gail says, uh, oh, you playing Cupid? No, Gail. He's no. definitely not. When, the idea that he might be doing something nice is insane. You know he's a murderer. It's fucking not, that line. I was like, "Come on, Gail. You're smarter than this." Well, you know, Gail's Gail's in it now. She's just like, "Okay, well, maybe he's going to turn. He's a good guy after all." It's 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 a uh, okay, Gail. Yeah. Uh, so Gail then has to – so then at one point – so they have this bar that they both own. But due to the contentious relationship of the, neighbor, of the relationship, yeah. they're not allowed to be there at the same on the same nights, right? They alternate nights being there. And it's her night to be there. Jim is supposed to show up and bring a pen that he stole. Or he, he like borrowed a pen from her at one point to write something down. And then he's like, oh, hey. He calls her. He's like, I stole your pen. I'm going to drop by. You're going to be there till 2. I get out of work at 11. I'm going to swing by and drop off this pen. This is like at midnight. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm thinking he's actually going to make a play at my man's wife. I thought, yeah. Well, he – I mean, it is, again, playing a relationship. Yeah. Um, but then he has Gail call Ray and tell Ray about some meeting at the uh, – after hours at 12 at the bar with the wife and Ray's like what are you talking about I have no idea like I don't know what you're talking about I don't know what, what meeting and she goes oh I'm sorry I, this was for somebody else I, I dialed the wrong number please forget about this meeting mm-hmm. so I was like oh he's setting Ray up to show up and become wildly jealous when Prophet's there to yep. look even crazier yep. right not the case so Ray's uh, Prophet is also hired as a security guard for or like a bodyguard for uh, the woman because she's getting yeah you know, she keeps getting attacked by who, someone who profit knows yeah some guy that yeah, profit yeah, hired some, yeah, some so guy. clearly not a good person yeah uh so she show, he shows up gives it a pen she's like you want a drink he says now nah, I gotta go I only work but they have a little small talk and then he leaves on the way out he tells uh, the security guard the bodyguard to go check the back alley because he thinks Ray's fucking car I think it's all Ray's car mm-hmm. then somebody comes in and attacks. The uh, the, the woman, yeah, and then Ray shows up to save the, and saves the day, pretty much. And we, she hits the guy in the ribs with a baseball bat because I like that she's also not a shit victim. Like she's not just like weak or whatever. Because people keep showing up with like a hatchet. This guy keeps showing up with a hatchet, and she's immediately she grabs a knife. knife. She, she hits that, him with a baseball bat. She she's good. The mace in the uh, in the parking lot when we first see her. Yeah, like, yeah, she's, yeah. She's ready for the action. Like yeah, yeah. She's so. with it. She's with the shits. Uh, so oh, okay, so Ray's clear. Yeah. He showed up also to the stalker. 
uh, the stalker who got hit takes the ski mask off. It's profit. So I was like, okay, this is him getting them back together because he does need them to get back together so that they'll sign this deal so that they'll have their job. They can keep their jobs. <laughs> yeah. Right. So this has to happen. So the play's happening pretty much. They're back together. They go. Uh, also, the guy that she hired, by the way, to beat up the. Uh, CEO's name is Satchmar. Satchmar. He sells. He asks what his <laughs> oh, name yeah, is. His name is Satchmar, and he lives at some hotel. hotel. Yeah. Satchmar. Satchmar. I just meant to bring that up. So, uh, so that's one loose end closed by profit. That's the other loose end. Is is how we're gonna get the Satchmar and like? Well, so that's we think that's one loose end yeah. closed by profit, right? So they show up. They ha- they sign the deal. They're back together. The flowers worked. I'm saving a day. Uh, that works. Sykes doesn't buy any. She, he's not sure about what's going on. He keeps going to like security lady and being like, "You were a cop. If a divorce, if a guy stalks a woman and they get back together, is she not? Is she still in danger?" And he's like, "Yeah, even more so because now it's like you've left once, you can leave again. I'm not gonna let that happen." So there's a whole thing. Mm. Uh, so Sykes knows something's up, and Prophet tells him, "You know, Ray likes to tell everybody that his first wife left him, but I wonder if she did. Like, yeah, right. maybe, maybe look into this." He looks into it, finds out homeboy killed his first wife. There was a there was a swimming accident where he drowned, where she drowned. But the problem with that is she was like an Olympic level swimmer. So why would she drown in some fucking lake five feet from the boat? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, so we find out that he killed the fucking first wife. So main dude actually is a weird dude, and it's, main dude's been stalking her the whole yeah, time. Is the crazy part yeah. because so he show we see. <clears throat> We see him, like, after they get back together, he goes in the garage and opens this box, and in the box is, like, a pistol. He puts down the weird fucking hatchet and the ski mask. He's been attacking her this whole fucking time. It's been Ray, uh, which I thought was a good reveal, because I was like, what the fuck? Then why was Jim, who's the... uh, Is Jim accidentally also stalking? I don't understand his move. Uh, Sykes... Jim... uh, Prophet basically says, like, look, here's the thing. Like, he's trying to get Sykes fired. He yeah. got the deal signed, but now giving Sykes his information, he knows Sykes is a do-gooder, and he's not going to not tell the wife that he found out that her husband murdered somebody and she's really in danger. So he's going to go fuck up the deal after it's been made mm-hmm. by doing the right thing. So yep. he thinks that uh, Homeboy will fire Sykes for that because Sykes uh, because uh, CEO is actually friends with the stalker guy. Yeah. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, there's another weird storyline that's happening with, <laughs> with Pete's, wife, yeah. Pete's wife and Uncle Art. Pete's wife and uncle. So, oh boy. So, Pete is going somewhere. He's packing. She's like, just tell me where you're going. And he's like, I told you, I'm going to a conference. She's like, I, in a very weird line, she says, I can always tell when you're lying. It's one of the things I like about you. What? That, oh, that's a weirdly okay. phrased. Um, that he lies to you or that you can, or he's bad at it? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, and he says, look, okay, I'm going to the East Coast. I'm going to see your, I'm going to see Art. And she's like, Uncle Art? And he's like, yeah, I can't tell you what's going on, but it's a deal. He, Art owns another vague corporation, the, the Malakin Group or whatever the fuck it's called. Who knows? And uh, she comes to Profit. Profit doesn't know about this, right? Mm-hmm. She goes to Profit and is like, he keeps talking about him. And I, I, I just have to tell somebody, essentially. She's like, we, uh, he's ma- making some deal with my uncle. And she goes, she does like the classic move where she kind of is walking towards the chair. And she's like, I don't see my uncle anymore. Not since. And as she's sitting down, she's like, the incident. Like, or, or since <laughs> yeah, it happened or whatever, whatever the line is. Uh, and like kind of collapses into the couch. And the incident is that her uncle Art raped her in a boat shed when she was 12 years old. 
What? Everybody in this show has some type of fucked up wild fucked up past and some and some bad relationships. I mean, security lady's seeing her dad get the hang himself. Oh, we forgot about that in the previous episode. So <laughs> yeah. when she, we should talk about that real quickly. So she uh, gets put under the hypnosis again, and he's like trying to make her remember this suicide, mm-hmm. and she's talking as if she's a child which is very weird so he's like you're playing in the backyard and she's like i have my dolly <laughs> and uh she goes and what happened he goes she goes, dolly need a drink so she's like, so you went downstairs where it was cool and the soda pop was kept and what happened and she's like i heard this noise it sounded like a rocking chair yeah yeah uh and she says what was it he goes i found my dad he was hanging from a rope from this pipe and he was swinging and that's what made the noise and he was dead he's like, she goes his head was bent so weird and so we find out the suicide but also in that case how is she what in there would be something she'd blame herself for that her taking a soda for her doll made her husband or father kill himself? It doesn't make any sense. Look, man, the, the therapist knew. Maybe the therapist didn't know what he was doing, actually. <laughs> he really I don't wasn't. think he was a pretty good therapist. But everybody's super fucked up, super fucked up childhood. And it kind of explains a lot. Yeah, it kind <laughs> of does. It kind of explains a lot. It makes a lot of sense now. So uh, so back to this episode, Uncle Art, uh, we t- she tells the story about the incident. She's like, yeah, hey, I used to go up there for over the summers and – uh, he always liked me, treated me like an adult. And one time I snuck out to the boat shed to smoke a cigarette and he came downstairs and started touching me. And he's like, she smelled like, uh, gin and sweat or whatever. And yeah, he raped her in this yeah. fucking shed. And now that's why they don't talk or whatever. So mm-hmm. she's like mad that Pete's going to make this deal with the guy who raped her. I don't know if Pete knows that happened. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I doubt Pete's going cause Pete seemed happy just to go see art. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, so th- so, in a play that I enjoyed, Sykes goes into Pete's office. Now, Pete's ribs are all fucked up from the baseball bat, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, to the point where, where she hugs him after uh, after telling him about the rape. And he winces because he's got, like, broken ribs from his baseball bat. Mm-hmm. So, when the baseball bat hit. And he, she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, it just, it just hurts me to see you in pain. <laughs> And I was like, that's not how that – it doesn't physically hurt. When you see someone in pain, you don't go like, ow, my side. Like, that's so dumb. It hurts me to hurt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, ow. Uh, so Sykes comes in and he's like – goes like uh, Jim's at the computer and Sykes walks up real close with his cup of coffee and he's like, oops, and just pours coffee on him. And I was like, oh, I was like kind of just being a dick. And I was like, no, it's to make him take off the shirt so he can see the bruises and fucking uh, Prophet's like – you ever go mountain climbing? Uh, man, doctor says I was lucky not to break something or whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, Prophet <laughs> goes to Satchmar, tells Satchmar, uh, who's the guy that uh, the mom hired to beat up. What's his name? He's like, I need you to take a hit. He's like, you're going to take the fall. I want you to confess. Open this briefcase. There's $50,000 in it. He just has so much cash on hand. It's insane. So he says $50,000. He's like... This is your lawyer. Doug, come in here. Doug walks in. And he's like, $50,000, another $50,000 a day you walk out of jail. But you have to take – you have to plead guilty to beating up Chaz, whoever, mm-hmm. and to stalking the woman. Yeah. Right? In this scene, I'm, I'm fine with Prophet being cool with having uh, the mugger dude – 
pull a gun out on him and yeah. have it to his neck. But the lawyer dude was way, way too, too cold. Way too cold. Prophet is a psychopath, right? Yeah. A sociopath. No emotions. We get that. So this guy's got a gun in his face. Prophet's cool as a cucumber. But the lawyer walks into a gun to his head, and he's just like, oh, I'm a lawyer, so I get this he didn't, even, he didn't even abide by the gun, dude. He's like, I'm just going to sit, sit down. down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to make myself at home here, and just give me the gun. And the guy just hands him the gun. He's like, all right. Like, I know what to do with this. It's such a weird... And also, there's a moment I really enjoy in this scene where uh, the guy goes, okay, 100000 now, and 100000 when I get out. And uh, Prophet goes, this isn't a negotiation. This is my final offer. Take it or leave it. And the guy goes, well, all I have to say to that is... God bless this great country. And, like, goes for a handshake. And I was like, that's overplaying it a little bit. Uh, so that's just as, by the way, that at one point the security lady goes up to uh, the woman, uh, Bobby, this, the mom, and it's yeah. like, I need to talk to you about the mugging of Chaz, whoever, the CEO. And she goes, oh, I already talked to the police about that. And she goes, well, our uh, resources are much greater than theirs. No, they're not. No. Because – you then have to go to your friend at the police and have him do a bunch of shit. Also, Bobby <laughs> doesn't work for this company. Not you not. have no jurisdiction over this woman. It's insane. Her powers, security lady's powers of investigation and, like, subpoena and shit, it's fucking crazy. But she has a hunch she's going to get down to the bottom of it. Right, so she goes to her cop friend who, like, drinks at his desk, gets him to pull a bunch of... uh Phone records from her from the hotel Bobby or from all the pay phones near where she knows Bobby stayed. Mm-hmm. Finds all these phone calls to that shitty hotel. Tracks down the room with Satchmar's room. So they're showing up just to talk to him, just as fucking uh, profits there making this arrangement. Yep. And he tells he looks out the window, sees the cops up. He's like, I think you have about a minute. Make up your mind. They make up their mind. If they had a minute, how the fuck did Pete get, like, how did Prophet get away? It doesn't make any sense. But they walk in, the cops walk in, they're like, Satchmar, yeah, I have a few questions. And he's like, that's fine. Talk to my lawyer, who's just in the room. Yeah, sitting there calmly, probably. A very well-dressed, nice, like, lawyer. That doesn't make the cops feel suspicious at all. It's very weird. But as he's leaving, Prophet cracks him in the fucking ribs with a thing, too. Mm-hmm. So he'll have a matching bruise so that, like... He's got an excuse for why he's beat up like this. And then uh, Prophet, of course, walks out the other door that's next to uh, the cop door. I don't there's know. two. There's two front doors apparently, and he just walks out the other. Well timed. So what I like also is he tries to get Sykes fired by uh, playing this game, and he mm-hmm. knows that you know this guy's gonna he is gonna do the right thing, and he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get a phone call. From drunken uh, Ray, the, the husband, drunkenly like calls Chaz, and he's like. I don't. He's hammered. He's like, I don't get this. You send your guy to take the fall for me stalking that my wife because you know I'm doing it to get the deal to go through. And then the second the deal goes through, you have your 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 boy, your dog of war. He says, by the way, your dog of war come ruin my life because Sykes goes to the the wife and is like, you got to get out of here. He killed his first his first wife. You're not safe. I can get you to a shelter. I'll never find you. Yep. Uh, and he goes, that black guy works for you, right? That lawyer and. Uh, so it's like, oh, okay, the play is coming to fruition. But I like that it doesn't work. No. Fucking Chaz comes into the office, he's like, uh, to Prophet's office, and he's like, you know that I didn't want to hire him in the first place, but the media loves him, the board loves him, I can't fire this do-gooder. Uh, but he, you should have known that he was going to do this, and you should have stopped it. Yeah. And from now on, you will. Do I make myself clear? So I like that not all of Prophet's moves work all the time. Especially with Sykes. It seems like. It seems like they're setting up Sykes to be... The kind of a step ahead of him a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
and just not even like uh and not even be aware of it you know he's more so like i got my own things i'm trying to go and like make sure this lady's okay yeah, yeah. Uh, and it just so happens that in the background while you're trying to take me down i didn't even know about it but i bypassed it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm just slick like that uh but then also and i know we've said it before but he's like typing into his computer doing that stupid office virtual tour the door opens up and there's that weird silhouette of a body with sykes terrible face on it with sykes ps1 graphic face on it that explodes but this is his work computer (laughs) why is that part of this program it doesn't make any sense if it was his home computer and he wrote that little bit of code himself I can make uh, whatever. It's fucking dumb, but at least I understand the logic of the world. The fact that this corporation has that as a feature is fucking insane. And everybody can do it. Everybody Everybody does. Clearly, everybody does it. That's how HR deletes people from the files. Uh, Just blow up people real quick. So weird. That's funny. Uh, um, So he goes off on a thing about like best laid plans Mm. and you know manipulating people is an art, not a science. Um, uh, But. Basically, that's kind of how it... Oh, the guy kills himself on the phone. The doctor, husband kills yeah. himself on the phone. Which, I, again, here's what's crazy. So in the previous episode, he takes down the fucking shitty doctor who's a rapist. Mm-hmm. In this episode, a very violent murderer kills himself because of uh, Prophet's machinations. This woman's mm-hmm. maybe safe now. Yeah. You, you kind of expect Prophet's shit to have more negative consequences. Yeah. But right now... It's not. It's not that bad. I mean, to be fair... He did some horrible shit to the security lady, right? Like, yeah. that's not good. And the woman did have to fear for her life a few times. Yeah. But at the end, the result is like, if the end result of like the, like the big things he's pulled off is that guy going to jail and this guy killing himself, world's kind of a better place, right? We're, we keep find, he keeps finding people that is almost worse. Worse than him yeah. somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and just using it to, to its advantage. It's almost like a, like a pre-Dexter-like kind of, kind of writing to it. Yeah, know? a little bit. Except that, like, he's... Dexter's some he's worse than Dexter. Yeah. In that Dexter doesn't Dexter kind of doesn't want to be bad. He can't help it. Yeah. So he he directs those horrible impulses that he can't control into doing good. Whereas Prophet wants to be a bad guy, is a bad guy and just randomly uses worse people towards his own bad means like yeah because i mean yeah even then he got that uh the the mob boss dude locked up yeah yeah got the, yeah well that was sykes right didn't sykes pull that oh off? yeah sykes but you know Fox yeah yeah, was yeah, also yeah. kind of it was it was he, he made a false play into it so yeah it's, yeah yeah it's it's kind of working out for for jim profit but uh, it feels like we're at a good point where we're like, okay what is this art yeah. mystery we're bringing in new characters yeah. but i also like that they're it, introducing one-off characters yeah the doctor the two the couple like mm-hmm. they serve a purpose for this thing just to sort of tell the broader story but i don't need to keep super track of them past it you know what i mean and it sets up with like why we shouldn't be on art side if they, if anything happens to art because like he's right already, he's a fucking child rapist yeah, he's yeah, already yeah. a bad guy so, so maybe like, he's worse than profit who knows yeah i'm into it i'm into it I'm it's, into it's, it. it's 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 pretty cool pretty cool for for jim profit I think that's why we don't really like super dislike him because he's not really fucking over anybody that's good. You have right. Besides, I mean, like, the Gale. Gale. But Gale, like, Gale's the worst, but also like, Gale's doing fine, and Gale's yeah, kind of into yeah, yeah. it. She's Her got money. Mom's yeah. in a nice hospital. Yeah. She's kind of having fun, like. Yeah, like, I could see, I mean, Gail, he will throw her under the bus immediately if she he needs to, but, like, she also keeps being, like, uh, 
oh, there's an audit. Did they find that money I stole? No, no one found. Shut up! Like, yeah, why, why are you we're, bringing that? We're, we're done. The, we're in the office talking. Why are you talking about this <laughs> yeah, right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus. Also, stop living in the past, man. That's clearly <laughs> yeah. a storyline we don't give a fuck about anymore. <laughs> yeah. Keep it moving. Uh, anything you want to plug? This will be out Thursday. Uh, let's see. Thursday. Oh, Friday. I'll be at the uh, freshman class show. At, not sure what time it is, but it's at Fallout Theater. It's like a combination of uh, rappers freestyling about uh, bits that I'll be doing, stand-up bits that I'll be doing. And then Saturday, I'll be at uh, Fallout Theater again for the black exploitation film, Super Black. It's going to be fun. We're mm-hmm. going to do it themed off of Blackula, so it's going to be kind of ridiculous. Awesome. And it uh, should be really Have fun. Have you seen Blackula? Yes. It's pretty... Uh pretty great it's pretty, it's pretty terrible but it's also pretty great we're gonna we're gonna make it pretty uh, I'm terrible and good. kind of more of a scream blackula scream guy i'm more about the sequel because it's, it's somehow worse scream blackula scream is the sequel to blackula yeah I've yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you should scream. see scream blackula scream um that being said uh check the uh chriscubiscomedy.com for dates i've got a bunch of shit coming up in austin i'm doing a dog party I had Empire Control Room with a bunch of comics and dog shit. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. Uh, I got a, a Unsure Thing coming up soon and a bunch of shows. So check that out. Uh, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. Do all that shit. It really helps us out. And uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Do all that shit. And we'll see you next week. Oh.